Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Everybody dated that nobody knows about. Woo! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from the mid-season trailer of The Real Houses of Salt Lake City. They are delivering on every cylinder imaginable. I thought this week's episode was one of the best. Even I, I would rank it up there with the episode where they were all on that stripper bus and Jen Shah got arrested in real time. I think this episode was that good. And honestly, I think it was sort of unfolding in real time the way that other episode was because we were pretty much only watching over the course of about 12 hours or something like that because we opened on them from the night before and then the rest of the episode seemingly took place the next day when they were all getting ready to leave the vacation spot. I didn't want them to leave this vacation spot, the Aspen House. I felt like we just got there. I'm like, keep them in there for at least another month. I want a whole season like Summer House where we're sitting Sister Mary in that Aspen home and making her answer questions about the religion stuff. I mean, I don't want them to leave. And I learned something new this week that I don't know if I was just naive to, but when I found out that Mary was giving all of the women gifts, it was like I had a revelation. I thought to myself, Uh-oh, hello! She's, of course, buying all of their love, because I didn't understand why all of the women weren't seemingly asking her any questions about this church, which is very uh, sketchy in a lot of ways. Of course, we learned from Cam uh, at the Fresh Wolf event that he had donated a lot of money to Mary's church, and then he was leaving the church or something. So we did learn sort of secondhand information from this Cameron man. Uh, but none of the other women were asking any questions up until this week. And now we come to find out that it's probably, in my mind, allegedly, I'm thinking, that it's because she's buying them off. She's giving them very expensive gifts. Louis Vuitton. Uh, she gave Jenny Christine Louis Vuitton uh, some shoes. <laughs> and uh, the women got bags. Apparently, Heather got her first bag, uh, that of Louis Vuitton bag or whatever. I don't know. It's just expensive gifts. And I thought to myself, how did I not see this before? I didn't know! I didn't know, in the words of Meredith from The Family Stone. I didn't know! And now my eyes are open. And that clip I played at the beginning of this episode is from the mid-season trailer, which looks incredible. Uh, Meredith is uh, from Salt Lake City is, of course, storming off with Seth. And she's saying, I'm going to talk about who all the, the guy that everybody dated that nobody knows about. I'm like, who's that man? Tell me who that man is. Who's this mystery man that Meredith knows that they all dated? And who dated him? Was it Weather? Was it Sister Mary? Was it Lisa Barlow? I don't know. Was it Jen Shah? I need to know who this man is. I mean, every single... And the layers. The layers of this show right now. We don't, we don't have two sides. We have a hundred sides. They're all going after each other in different ways. There's no teams on this show. It's like normally on the other franchises we get what you're either team Erica Jane or you're not or you're team Bethany or you're team Carol. On this show, there's no 
there's no sides we can pick because they're all uh, yelling at each other. They all hate each other in different ways, and it's so layered, and it's phenomenal television. And again, I just say I feel bad. I feel so bad for everyone that's not watching this flawless television show. All the little girls out there who aren't watching. Little girl. Little girl. You need to tune in. You need to tune in to Real Houses of Salt Lake City because it's one of the best shows on television. Fuck Succession. I do love Succession HBO, but I'm just saying it's not the same. It's not as good as Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And we're in the golden age of the Real Housewives at this moment because Ultimate Girls Trip over on the Peacock is great. They just debuted the Miami trailer, which looks fantastic. A lot of the women are back. <sighs> I just feel blessed. I feel really good. And, uh, you know, we go through spurts with the Housewives world. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. But I think we're on a peak. We're not in a valley. We're on a peak. And some of the other shows are in a, a valley. I'd say like Vanderpump Rules. We stopped covering it on the show, but I just have to mention they did their reunion. And uh, part of the cast was virtual. So they did one of those Dallas, which I think it might be the kiss of death for the show. And this season, I don't think it's been really that bad, although it hasn't been that great either. But I think just having the reunion that they filmed this week, and allegedly, apparently, there was I saw a leaked screenshot Apparently, Katie and her husband, Schwartz, and Lala are filming the reunion from virtual from home. And you guys, that's the that's the final nail in the coffin. That's the, right. Is that what they say? The final nail in the camel's back? Wherever you put the nail, that's where it's at. Because Vanderpump Rules, I can't imagine we're going to survive beyond that with that. I mean, and I'm mad at them because I like I want them all to succeed. I want uh, Katie and Schwartz and Tom Sandoval. I want them to all get along and and thrive in the world of the sir restaurants but now that i'm finding out they're filming from home and the most dramatic stuff now we're gonna have to watch virtual and i saw there was like a leaked screen grab from twitter that i saw and immediately when i saw that three of the cast members had to film from home Uh oh hello that's what i said to myself like frank and father of the bride Uh oh hello i couldn't believe it i'm upset about it i'm very upset about it and so again final nail on that camel's back that's what's happening here. Uh, okay, you guys, we're going to talk about The Real Houses of Salt Lake City. We had a week off last week. I was home for Thanksgiving, had a little breather, went to visit some family. Oh, and when I was home, I got to tell you this quick story. And I do tell this story on an upcoming episode of The Holiday Podcast, but I feel like you guys need to hear it. So I'm apologizing now if you've heard it twice or if you will hear it twice. But I got to let you know because it's a funny story. It makes me laugh. So when I was home, we did Thanksgiving dinner at my oldest brother's house. We had some family over there. It wasn't a huge group. We had a small, nice dinner. And then afterwards, of course, every time I go home to Ohio, I try to see my friends. So my friend who I hadn't seen in years, someone that I grew up with, went to high school with, she invited me over to her family's house for her Thanksgiving for like dessert. So they had already wrapped up dinner. I went over there and I know her extended family because we grew up together. I know the grandparents, the aunts and uncles, they were all there. So I get there and they had this huge long table set up. And so I kind of waved to everyone, but of course it's COVID time. So I wasn't going to like give hugs and all that stuff. I try to stay away, especially the older people. So the older people at one side of the table, and then I'm on the other side of the table with my friend. And when I was going home and I knew I was visiting family, I went on Nordstrom's.com and I ordered some cute outfits and I bought some sweaters and I got this one sweater I thought was like so cute and it was multicolored and it was like part wool and then the sleeves were like a different material and then the bottom half was a different color. I thought I looked really cute. And at my family's Thanksgiving, got a lot of compliments. My aunt Diane said, oh, your sweater looks great. I was feeling so good about myself that day. Then I go over to my friend's house, and I'm feeling like I look really cute in this new sweater that I bought. But I'm noticing at the other end of the table, the grandma and the grandpa and the aunt, who I had met when I was in high school, I'm noticing them all kind of looking at me funny. I felt like I was on display. And they haven't seen me since high school. High school, I was in the closet. They wasn't out, but I'm sure everyone knew that I was a big gay, but they didn't uh, see me since then. And it's been years, and I don't know if they remember, but I said hello, and from a distance, wave hello, whatever. But I'm getting like a weird looks from them. And then I come to find out later, so my sweater that I was wearing, the bottom half of it was a different color. It was like flesh color. And so the family, the older people, thought I came and was wearing a crop top, which it wasn't a crop top, you guys. This was a sweater. But they had thought I was wearing a crop top. And my friend told me, and I looked at a picture that my sister-in-law had taken, and it does sort of look like I'm wearing a crop top, <laughs> which I wasn't. It was cold in Ohio. There's snow on the fucking ground. I wasn't wearing a crop top to my friend's Thanksgiving dinner. But that's what it looked like to them from a distance. They're all old with fucking cataracts. And so they thought I just showed up to their family's Thanksgiving like uh, in a big old gay crop top 
which wouldn't nothing be wrong with that if you want to wear a crop top, but it's cold in Ohio and it was snowing that day. And I certainly wouldn't show up with my midriff showing. It's not like I'm going to show off the belly button on a Thanksgiving meal for dessert. And of all days, days of days, you eat so much that day. There, No one's showing off a crop top. No one's wearing a crop top on Thanksgiving. But that's what it looked like to them. And they thought I just showed up to their Thanksgiving dinner in an inappropriate shirt showing off my skin, my belly button or something. Because that's what they saw was a crop top. And I'm going to have to send, I'll post the picture or something so you guys can judge for yourselves. But it was like the bottom half. And they were looking at me and talked to my friend afterwards. I was like, "Ah, it seemed like everyone was nice, but I kind of felt like a weird vibe. And she's like, oh yeah, my grandma thought you were wearing a crop top. And I was like, what? What do you mean she thought I was wearing a crop top? She said, they thought I was wearing some inappropriate outfit. And we were laughing hysterically for hours, but uh, I'll post the pictures somewhere. But it wasn't a crop top, it was a sweater. Why would I wear a crop top to dinner? The grandma, the grandpa, and the aunt, they saw me show up in a crop top on Thanksgiving in Ohio, and they said, Uh-oh, hello! Uh-oh, hello! Anyway, uh, what we missed, we missed a good episode. They were all in those outfits, those uniforms, they were having a theme night. Theme night, I don't even know what those uniforms were exactly, but they did do like a big dinner, and they all got super drunk. They were all wasted. I mean, some of their eyes, if you just go back and rewind and look at their eyes, they were half open. Some of them were open, some of them weren't. It was like, <laughs> and they were all huddled around and it looked very cold outside. But they were all still filming. On a lesser franchise, It was some of them would have went to bed. This cast was like, no, we got to give it to them. And so they were all filming regardless, freezing outside and they're in costumes from Party City, but they were still filming for us. And I am grateful to them for that. And they're talking about Mary and the cult. Alleged cult. So Heather says we've ignored messages and victims of hers. We should talk about that. So now we're going to talk about it. We got to talk about it. And apparently, Cameron, he mortgaged his house and gave her $300,000 for her odor gland surgeries. Now let's sit back, relax, pull over if you're driving. We're going to talk about this for 45 minutes. Cameron, that man we met at the Fresh Wolf event, which I can't believe that's a sentence. The Fresh Wolf event for that young man's shampoo brand or whatever the fuck we're doing. <laughs> whatever that Fresh Wolf thing is. Uh, we were at that event, and it was also for a charity, so it was a, a sort of a mixed event. Anyway, Cameron showed up, Lisa brought him there, and then he dropped all these bombshells. And now we're finding out more and more. We see a scene that was cut that Cameron says that he mortgaged his house and gave her $300,000. And look, on some level, I also think this is on cam. Because he gave $300,000 to this woman for odor gland surgery. And that's not a smart use of funds. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to take Mary's side on this. But I just would say to anyone out there, if your church leader is asking for $300,000 and for you to mortgage your house so they can get their odor glands removed at the hospital, maybe you need to rethink that. Maybe you need to hire a financial advisor or, I don't know, talk to someone who's good with money. Really, anyone uh, – Follow Susie Orman on Twitter or whatever you got to do to get some money tips because that's not good sense. And I'm sorry, again, to take Mary's side. I'm not saying she's innocent in all this. She shouldn't have taken that $300,000 for her odor gland removal surgery. And quite frankly, I don't think that we should be removing odor glands. At a certain point, you know, I'm I'm positive. I feel very, uh, I feel like supportive if you want to get any surgeries done. But I just kind of draw the line at odor gland surgery. I mean, at... To what end? We should have odor glands, shouldn't we? And that all just happened last season, and we just blew right past it. We heard about it, and we all just accepted it as fact. And now I'm going back and thinking, like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck? She just got the odor glands removed. And now that we're just accepting that it's a normal thing. And not only did she do that, apparently she asked someone to mortgage a house for $300,000. But again, Cameron, what are you doing with your funds? Check with your banker. When you're getting your money out of the bank, $300,000, the banker should say, what's this for? And then when you answer, it's for my church leader's odor gland removal surgery. Maybe the banker should say, I'm not going to give you the money. I don't want these bankers to have all the power. I'm just saying, maybe we should figure this out because it seems like maybe not everyone's great with their monies. And Mary too, she shouldn't. I, they're both at fault in some level. And Lisa says, he felt bamboozled. He felt duped. And then Lisa says she believes everything he says 100% because she says this is her friend. She's friends with Cam and she cries even. She cries. And Lisa's been trying to eke out a tear every episode, no matter what, whether she's on that stripper bus talking about Jen Shah's arrest. Oh, by the way, did you guys watch that Hulu doc? 
Nothing really happened on it, but I loved it. They didn't really give any new information, although they did have that guy who was like the one who uh, Jen Shah was talking poorly to in those leaked videos. Uh, so that was sort of fascinating, but it wasn't like any new information, but I loved every second of it. And I want more Hulu docs. Every Just give me the Hulu docs. I really think that we should go back in the history of Bravo and anyone who's had some legal trouble, I think we need a full hour doc on Hulu. And I'm talking about the nitty gritty. I'm talking about when Jack stole the sunglasses from Hawaiian Sunglass Hut. I need that. I need a full hour on it. A full hour. I mean, that's not enough. And I don't care if they don't have any new information. I want to see a detective series, a murder mystery show on the Hulu network about all these crimes because it's fascinating. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, so Meredith, she loses it because she's not, she's on Mary's side. So she's like, I'm not going to sit here and listen to Diggs with no facts. I'm not going to do it. And then Lisa's like, have you not watched the YouTube videos? You know, because Lisa's on YouTube. Apparently, there's some YouTuber posting all these, these clips about all the stuff Mary's doing at the church. And then there's also all these other, of course, we've seen the blogs, and there's all these accusations, but there's not really concrete facts. And I'm going to need some concrete facts, too. Again, I'm not... I'm not disbelieving all of these things happen. I'm just saying I'm going to need some cold, hard facts. And I don't know who's going to have to dig it up, whether it's going to be Hulu, Peacock Network. I don't give a fuck. Somebody better do it because I need some answers. Uh, but Meredith, she is drunk, but she's sticking up for Mary. And she's comparing to the Jen Shaw stuff. So she's saying to the women, she's like, Mary never did anything to me. In fact, Mary was on my side last season when Jen Shaw was doing other stuff. And then specifically, Meredith did say that Jen Shaw, I, I wrote this down, she did use the word terrorism in regards to Jen Shaw tweeting about Brooks being a twink. And <laughs> again, I'm not saying that what uh, Jen Shaw was tweeting about Brooks Marks was not inappropriate. I'm just saying, I don't know that I'd compare it to terrorism. She did use the word specifically terrorism. And I just maybe think it was the alcohol talking. And maybe there were other things that were a little unclear on. Of course, there was that thing that happened in the store where someone from Jen Shaw's team stole the purse. So no one's innocent in this situation. I'm just, I feel like the main issue that Meredith had was that uh, Jen Shaw had gone on Twitter and called Brooks Marks a twink. And then to compare that to terrorism was just maybe, uh, maybe just we should think about our words a little bit more is all I'm saying. And I'm uh, guilty of that, too. Sometimes I use things on here and you guys yell at me and I say to myself, I didn't know! <laughs> I didn't know! That's what, maybe Meredith didn't know she was drunk. And maybe I'm missing something. Maybe they haven't revealed something. You know, sometimes they give us information after the fact. So maybe down the line in a couple of episodes, somebody will say, oh, we learned that Jen Shah did this to Meredith. And again, I'm on Meredith's side. I'm on her side with the Jen Shah stuff. I'm just saying. We gotta just think about that. Gotta think about it. Then Whitney says to Meredith, you've been brutalized by Jen. And again, brutalized is a pretty strong word for tweets about being a twink. And again, not okay. Not okay. It was uh, it was not okay what Jen Shaw did on the Twitter. Then we cut to Lisa in Mary's room. And we it's behind the door. And I couldn't really concentrate because they added in a beeping sound effect. Did anyone hear this? It was like a I don't know. I thought literally our, you know, when the batteries in your fire alarm or smoke alarms are dying and you just hear the beep constantly or when the microwave goes off. Oh, I fucking hate our microwave here. We're moving too, you guys. I'm recording this. I'm surrounded by boxes. We're moving this month uh, at the end of the month around Christmas and there's boxes everywhere. So I'm extra stressed, but I'm so excited to get away from our fucking microwave. The microwave in this apartment building, you guys, nothing I hate more. Honestly, nothing gnaws at my craw more than the fucking microwave in our apartment. Because it ends, and then it just will beep forever. you got to open the door. And if you don't open the door, it'll just beep forever, for all the live long day. You know, sometimes you're in the other room, and you're on a phone call, or you're on a Zoom or something, and you forget that you put some coffee in the microwave, or whatever you put in the microwave, and it just beeps forever, and it's so fucking loud. And it's like, I got it. The microwave ended. Like, I, I, we've tried everything. We got the... We got the pamphlet to see if we can get rid of the beeping. There's no way to get rid of the beeping. And I'm not sure if any microwave manufacturers are out there listening to this podcast. But if they are, you need to stop it. You need to stop the beeping. Once it ends, let it beep and then be done. Be done. We don't need you to beep every 10 fucking seconds. We know that the thing was done. We put it in there. So if I put something in the microwave, I got to choose how much time it goes in for. So if I say one minute, I know it's going to be done in a minute. 
I don't need, then sometimes I'm just not able to get back to it in a minute. But I know it's there, and I'll reheat it if I need to reheat it. But I don't need you reminding me every 15 fucking seconds that uh, the minute is up. I know it's up. I know it's up. <sighs> Sorry, I just had to look. I had to <laughs> release my rage about the microwaves. Um, I've had it. I've had it. Uh, okay, where are we at here? Oh, so Lisa's in Mary's room, and she's asking about the cult situation. And when she's asking about it, she also does a Fresh Wolf promo. So she gets a little plug-in with the Young Boys shampoo brand or whatever that is. And she does a little, she says, look, at the Fresh Wolf promo event, or she said, at the Fresh Wolf event. And I just love that she got that little promo in, Lisa. (laughs) Then she says to Mary that Jen talks shit about her. And Mary says, that's why Jen is sitting where she's sitting. And then she says, Jen messed with the wrong one. Little girl. (sighs) Little girl, I can't believe it, you guys. She's sending Jesus now on Jen. So I understand these women. Honestly, Mary is a little bit scary in a lot of ways, and she gives them free stuff. So who amongst us, if we were on the cast, we all might just take the free Louis Vuitton and then not even ask any questions. It is what it is. I kind of understand it, and also she's scary. Then the next day, Mary, we see her give Jenny a gift. And I thought, what? Why? Is she? This is when it all kind of came together. This is when everything started clicking for me because she goes into Jenny's room with a gift. Uh-oh, hello! That's when I said that because I thought, okay, this is what's happening here. Now we know they're, she's buying everyone's uh, stuff. And they're doing a lot of time jumps around, too. I don't know if you noticed this part, but... Throughout the episode, it takes place over about 12 hours, but we're doing a lot of flashback work. So we're seeing Cameron from some scene that we didn't show. And then we're seeing, we're going, uh, jumping around time like I'm in fucking, uh, what's that Christopher Nolan movie? That's what I feel like I'm watching. Uh, in what's not inviction? What's that inspection? <laughs> no, what's that Christopher Nolan movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? It starts with an I. It's not inspection, but you guys, you know, with, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think we need to bring him back. Where's he been? I know he did like some Apple TV show that was bad, but I need him to get him in, uh, I don't know, Netflix rom-com or something. Uh, but that that's what they're jumping around, uh, like the movie Inspection, which is not called that, but you guys know what I'm saying. I know you're all yelling at the, you're yelling at your radios. You're all going to say uh, the name of that movie that I'm trying to think of, but you know what? I don't know what it is. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Mary gives Jenny the old shoes. And it reminded me of that Christmas song about the old shoes. Nothing sadder. I don't know how many of you love the Christmas music, but you know how I feel about holiday music. I love it. And that one song about giving the shoes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because I want to buy your shoes. And they made a movie about it with Rob Lowe, Robert Lowe. That's right. They made a whole movie about that Christmas shoes song. It's a real sad song. Nothing brings a tear to my eye quite like that song about the shoes. And I uh, just, I'm going to have to listen to it when we're done here. Maybe I'll play a little clip here. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her side. And I'm sobbing on the floor in a fetal position crying. Then we cut to weather. Now, Whitney's pissed at Heather because... Apparently, the night before, Heather had been laughing with Mary and Lisa in the room because Mary had given them gifts. And Lisa dumped it all on Whitney and blamed the whole conversation that happened the night before when they're in those costumes from Party City. Blamed it all on Whitney. You guys, this is also layered. I hope you're following along. If you don't watch the show and you're listening to just the recap, you might be confused. And quite frankly, I'm a little confused too because there's so much layers happening. So then we see Heather. Heather decides to go off and meet with her sister, Nancy, the youngest sister. Now, Nancy was a badass Mormon who was married for 21 years, and she got a mess. She left the religion and was basically outcast by the family. And we learn that the dad, this whole storyline with Heather and the family and the Mormon church is so fascinating to me because their dad said, don't go to D.C. Like So when the girls were going off to college, when they were getting ready to go off, the dad said, you can't go to D.C. or don't go to D.C. because that's where career-minded women are. He goes, I don't like that at all. It's like, if you want to be a career-minded woman, everyone should be. And I can't believe the dad was telling him that. It could have held them back. Who knows what it held, held Heather back or Nancy or any of the whole gay family, what it held them back for. They could have all been doctors. They could have been lawyers. Could have been teachers. Could have been whatever. 
if they went off to D.C., but some of them didn't go off to D.C. because the dad was trying to keep them in town. And I'm happy that Heather got away now from all this stuff, and I'm happy for Nancy. Love Nancy. I was crying right along with Nancy. Right along with Nancy. And it's okay to not be a career-minded woman either. But you should have the option yourself. I don't think dad should be out there saying, don't go to this place because there are career-minded people there. Don't do that. I don't like it. I don't like it. Now, Nancy says she always wanted to be Heather. It's also dark, too. It's very, I mean, it's a lot of heavy stuff. And then they're doing a memorial for the dad. Heather's like, Nance, we need you to come do the memorial. And Nance is like, okay. Like, so they decide to do it. And I, I'm assuming we're going to see it. Maybe it'll be in the finale or something. I'm not sure. So then all the gals are getting ready to go home. And Lisa, we see in her phone, she talks to her husband. Her husband is in her phone as JB Husband Boss. JB husband boss. Let's sit on that for a couple minutes. So she has him in there as JB husband boss. Boss. She's got him in there as boss. JB husband boss. JB husband boss. Now they're allegedly going home. And I'm depressed about that. I am very upset that they're going home. Lisa does use the word kismet, but she says kismet. Kismet. And I just have to point, I don't even know what the fuck she was talking about, but she did say kismet instead of kismet. <laughs> I love that. They're all drinking Diet Cokes, you guys. You know, I love a Diet Coke drinker. And that's what I determined. I think that's what made this episode so good in my eyes, because they were all drinking Diet Coke. And I, I truly feel a Diet Coke drinker, gals, if you're out there and you're a Diet Coke drinker, no one better. No one's more fun, more better at a party than a Diet Coke drinker. And I saw them all with a DC in their hand. I saw Meredith. I saw Heather. I saw Lisa, Mary. The whole gang was drinking Diet Coke. Actually, I don't think Meredith was, but I saw a bunch of them drinking the Diet Coke when they were all sitting around getting ready to go home. I saw a lot of D.C., a lot of Diet Coke. Heather might not have been able to go to D.C., be surrounded by the career-minded women, but she did get her hands on a D.C., a Diet Coke. I was happy about it. Now then, uh, we do see Meredith gathers everyone around, gathers everyone around because she wants them all to confront Mary. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here. And we're going to get back and we're going to talk about this whole sit down because there was a lot we need to unpack with this sit down. Uh, before we go, I want to encourage everyone to go to acast.com slash everything iconic for all episodes of everything iconic. Uh, and if you want any good holiday gifts, go to everything iconic dot story of t-shirts, uh, great wine glasses, the whole nine. Uh, we'll be right back. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. And we're back. Okay, so they all sit around and they want to confront Mary because Meredith's pissed that they're all talking behind Mary's back because she's on Mary's side. So she wants to sit everyone down and say what they were all talking about. Now, Jenny, she points out, she says, Meredith doesn't want to talk behind people's back. But meanwhile, she hired a private eye to go after Jen Shaw. She says, what's that about? She says, what the fuck's that about? Not in those exact words, but Jenny said that in her confessional. What the fuck's that about? Now, Jenny, I feel like actually, I didn't know how I felt about Jenny this whole season. As we're watching, I'm like, I don't know. I was tired of all that sister wife stuff. Uh, but now I'm kind of noticing Jenny and she's silently just watching and I feel like she's absorbing a lot. And I'm kind of feeling like next season, I could be wrong. You know, don't quote me on this. Don't hold me to it. Don't hold my feet to the fire. But I sort of am getting the impression that maybe Jenny's holding a lot in the vault, like Yolanda Lemons Foster. 
And she might come in in swinging next season because she's got all this information she's kind of keeping quiet about. But in the confession, when she throws out those little things like, oh, but she hired a private eye, I'm like, okay, she's paying attention. And I feel like next season, Jenny might come in hot. And I'm ready for it. Now, Meredith apologizes to Mary and Whitney because she says, I'm sorry that I was gossiping about all the Mary stuff. And she's like, that's why I want to just talk about it. Now, Lisa's the one really doing all the dirty work. And ordinarily, I might get mad at Lisa. I might say, Lisa, you need to be honest and open about the part you're playing in this. But I like the fact that Lisa Barlow is just kind of dropping these bombs and having other people come in and drop some bombs. And then she's just acting like her hands are clean. I'm not mad at it. I know she's stirring the pot and she's doing it in a very obvious producer way. And I don't care. I like it. I like it. And it's fine. Somebody's got to do it. And Lisa Barlow, I've seen her online, you know, she'll defend herself and say like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't purposely set up Cam to come in and say this or that. And it's like, she's lying to our faces. <laughs> Lisa, in an interview, and I can't wait for the reunion when they all confront her about it. And she's like, I never would do that. And it's like, I just want us all to know we need to be clear and upfront about it. I like it, but she's definitely doing it. She's producing and she's stirring the pot behind the scenes and trying to make it seem like she's innocent. That's what's happening here. And you can all not believe it if you don't want to, but it's exactly what's happening, and I'm okay with it, and I want it to happen again next season. Uh, But when at the reunion Lisa says that she didn't do these things, I just want us all to be clear that she's lying right to our faces to camera. And in the history of Housewives, they often do that. You know, we've said it on The Real Houses of Orange County. They were all lying to our faces the whole fucking premiere. That whole premiere when they're pretending to be friends, it's like they're none of them are friends. They all hate each other with every ounce of their being in that cast. At least on Salt Lake City, again, I don't believe anyone here on Salt Lake really likes each other. You know, I think Heather and Whitney maybe like each other. And Lisa and Meredith maybe at one time had like, I, I don't buy that they were like besties ever. I kind of think like they were sort of loosely friends. None of them would ever hang out with Mary in real life. Mary wouldn't hang out with any of them in real life. Jenny wouldn't hang out with any of them. I, I don't, none of them are really friends. And we can all sit and pretend, but they're lying to our faces. However, I still feel like on Salt Lake City, it's, it, I'm, I believe it more than on Orange County where it's like, those are just women who were cast on a show. And then when I have to watch them act and say like, oh, I can't wait to go to lunch with so-and-so, it's like, okay. Hip and Casita are maybe the only ones who are friends over there. <laughs> that's that's a fact. Uh, anyway, so Lisa is, yeah, she's trying to act like her hands are clean. Now, Mary, uh, she hates Whitney, so they're all talking about this stuff. And Whitney was the only one who didn't get a present from Sister Mary. And even as they're talking about all this cult stuff with the religion, Mary doesn't seem mad at anyone else. She just immediately goes over to Whitney. And you know how she feels about Whitney. Little girl. Little girl. She don't like that little girl. Little girl. Little girl. Did you guys watch Annie live? I don't know if anyone saw it. I didn't watch it. I'm still upset with Annie live. Um, or, Or I should say, I'm still upset with the IP of Annie you know, after they made Cameron Diaz retire from acting, because she was in that movie. That was Cameron Diaz's last role. She did the reboot, the movie reboot, and then she was never to be seen on film again, acting-wise, and it upset me, so I couldn't watch Annie Live. But I feel like I get Annie Live a little bit every week when I watch The Real Houses of Salt Lake City and hear Sister Mary say something like this. Little girl. Little girl. Little girl. She's got it in that deep, I don't know, that that voice. She just, there's like a power that comes from it. Little girl, little girl. I love it. I love it. Little girl. Oh, it's so good. It's Give her an Emmy. Where's Mary's Emmy? She better get it from that line reading. It's in my head, just on a loop, on a loop, that one, those two words. And a loop in my head. I'll be out at the grocery store. I'm checking out and buying some stuff. Or I was at Home Depot buying some moving boxes. And all of a sudden, I'm like checking out at the counter at the cash register. And that's all I hear is is uh, this. Little girl. Little girl. Little girl. Sorry. Okay. And I just want to call everyone that, too. I need a little girl in my life. I was home visiting my family. At least I got to see my little niece and call her a little girl. But it's like, uh, little girl. I need to call someone that. My best friend, I call her baby girl. Maybe I need to use that same kind of intonation for baby girl. Baby girl! Baby girl! I can't do that. No. Okay, so uh, Whitney, Mary says to Whitney that she's exhausting. And they're all sitting. This is when they all have their Diet Cokes. Whitney's got the Diet Coke. Heather's got the Diet Coke. Heather, even when she stormed off, she held her Diet Coke. Did you catch that? And that made me love it. You know how I feel about my Heather gay. Love her. Love her. But she was storming out because she was pissed. And she kept the Diet Coke in her hand. 
And that just made me love her with every... I mean, I thought I loved her with every ounce of my being, but now I love her with even more ounces of more beings because she did not drop that Diet Coke. And let me tell you something. When you're drinking a Diet Coke, you do not drop it anywhere until you're done. The good to the last drop. You do not just set it down on a table. My grandma used to tell us, you never set your drink down because I'm going to put the date rape drug in there. And that's good advice too. But I'd also like to remind us that when you're drinking a Diet Coke, it's good to the last drop. You don't want to set it down because you don't want anyone to drink it. You don't want it to go flat. You got to finish it. And I don't like a flat pop or I don't like a flat, even like the LaCroix. I drink the LaCroix. And those LaCroix, they're bad after about 35 seconds. That's how, how much time you get with the LaCroix in my eyes. Because I, I love a LaCroix. I love the hibiscus. is my favorite. And then lime. It goes hibiscus, lime, and then the grape, the pamplemousse. Those are my rankings of LaCroix. I don't like the other flavors. None of the other ones. But if you don't drink it within 35 seconds, I don't even want the rest of it. And I feel like I waste a lot of it. And I do recycle the bottles. I'm just saying I waste a lot of LaCroix because they need to find a way to keep it good. It's like 35 seconds is up and then suddenly you got to spill out the rest of the LaCroix. At least with Diet Coke, you can drink it like it gives you more time. And I don't understand the logistics of that. I don't know. Maybe a chemist could write me or something. I just don't understand how come the Diet Coke can stay longer than LaCroix. Because Diet Coke, I feel like you at least get about 47 minutes. But when you're drinking a LaCroix, it's like, you better just chug it down like your shotgun in a beer, because otherwise that thing is bad real in an instant. And I don't know, I feel like technology needs to catch up. Or we could put a man on the moon, but we can't make LaCroix good for more than 35 seconds. Just need to figure it out. And I drink a lot of that. I a hundred bottles a day of the LaCroix. I'm just saying we need to fix it because it's not good. Uh, okay. So then Mary is mad that Heather, or wait, what did I write? They were talk about their gifts. This is when they all go through the gifts. Heather says that Lisa smelled like a Cheshire cat the night before. She says, Lisa, you smell like a Cheshire cat talking about Mary. And then meanwhile, Mary's just sitting there in the brown leather newsboy cap. And I wrote in my notes that that's important. And I'm not sure why exactly, but that newsboy cap was very important. It was like a, I think it was a brown leather. It was a, an interesting look. Now, Mary says that you can't, they start comparing Jen Shaw and her charest to all the stuff going on at Mary's church. And Mary's like, you can't compare Jen's situation where Homeland Security shows up at Beauty Lab and Lasers 15 minute Botox barking. You can't compare that to uh, Mary allegedly bamboozling uh, the people of her church for money so that she get her odor gland removal surgery. She says it's not the same. And she's right, it's not the same. Jen Shaw was arrested for screwing old people and getting information and trying to trick them on the internet. And Sister Mary's trying to trick old people in person so that she can get odor gland removal surgery. And so those are two very different distinctions. And I am glad that Mary's like, no, we're not going to compare the two. Because one is for my odor gland removal surgery, and the other one is just bamboozling older people. And so she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Now, they're, as they're arguing, Mary gets mad at Heather. And she does say, so Heather says something about how she was drunk at that Italian night or whatever when they cooked the food. Then Mary says about Heather that she's always driving, someone's always driving Heather home because she's always drunk on wine. That's what she says right to her face. And as she's saying it, Lisa's cracking up. Like she never saw something funny. It's so funny. Lisa was dying in the corner. Jenny was in the moment and serious and Meredith's watching this and Meredith had a little bit of a smirk. But Lisa was cracking up as if she was watching a stand-up special on Netflix or an HBO Def Jam comedy special. That's what Lisa was watching. She was cracking up, and it was just this quick shot. I don't know if you caught it. But it was a pretty serious moment between Heather and Mary, and Lisa's just having a gay old time in the corner. I mean, I've never seen her laugh that hard. She was just laugh, cracking herself up over the fact that Mary said that Heather always had to have someone drive her home. And then Heather gets pissed about it. She says in her confessional, she says, I have overlooked the fact that Mary is a horrible person to a lot of people, and she married her step-granddaddy. And she said, I get loaded around her because I don't want to have to deal with her. And I couldn't believe that she said this in confessional, but now all bets are off. The gloves are off. Now these women, it's all out in the open. They're done accepting the free gifts from Mary, and I'm not sure how it's going to play out in the reunion, but I can't wait. I can't even imagine how this reunion is going to go, actually, because not only do we have the ginger rest stuff, 
Now we got the married cult religion stuff. Plus, we got all these feuds brewing between. In the mid-season trailer, you guys, it was everyone versus everybody. It was like Lisa versus Meredith. It was Jen Shaw lunging after Lisa, and then Lisa versus Mary, and then... <sighs> you guys, it's good TV. It's just, it's good TV. Bravo. Bravo to Bravo. I don't know. Who's out there working for Bravo? Can I just say I love you? I love you guys. And I want to thank you. Because sometimes we're hard on you. Very hard on you, uh, especially me behind this microphone. Sometimes I drag you guys for what you're editing on on uh, the other shows or how you're making Vanderpump Rules, one of the worst shows on television this season. Or, or, or you know, what we've said about Real Houses of Orange County in the past. This season looks good, but, you know, I we're not always so nice to you guys. And you guys just have to sit and take all of our complaints. No one complains more than Bravo Viewer, right? If you're on social media, you see no one complains about these shows more than the Bravo viewers who love them. But I feel like you guys all have to take a lot of shit from us. And so I just want to just thank you all. And Andy, we all, everyone yells at Andy about everything. acts like Andy's behind the editing bay working on these shows and he's not. But then everyone, we all uh, give Andy our opinion on these shows. And so sometimes it must be exhausting for him to have to deal with all of our negative Nancy attitudes. Uh, okay, so then Heather, as she storms off with her DC, she says they're all scared of Mary. And then Heather tells Mary about Cameron. Meanwhile, Jenny was sitting there, and I wrote in my notes that she sort of looked like Spider-Man. And I'm not sure if I had just seen a Spider-Man commercial or what that was about, but I did write that she looks like Spider-Man. And so I would like at some point, maybe while the new Spider-Man movie comes out, would just like to recommend to the advertising department that they get Jenny on board for one of those Bravo commercials. Because I saw it, and I'm not sure what she was wearing was exactly like a Spider-Man costume, or if I just was reminded of it. I can't quite remember. Uh, I don't know. I just wrote in my notes. I didn't know! I just wrote in my notes. Um, So I'm not sure where my head was at when I wrote that down. But I would like to recommend if Sony or Marvel or whoever is advertising, maybe we get Jenny on board. Maybe we do one of those commercials where we CGI Jenny in with uh, the Spider-Man cast, like have her and Zendaya going around or or um, Tom Holland. Maybe we have Jenny swinging around with Tom Holland in the commercial and uh, encouraging people to go to see the new Spider-Man movies. I'd love to see Jenny in a Doc Ock costume, something. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. It's not for me to figure out. I'm not an advertising executive. But I would like Jenny to appear in one of those commercials that Bravo does for the advertising. And maybe we get Tom Holland here on Salt Lake City next season. I wouldn't mind him swinging in a scene for a crossover event. You know, could you imagine, like, we're in Salt, we open on Salt Lake City in the premiere next season. Jen Shaw, she's with Stu Chains talking about whether or not they're going to get arrested as they're headed to court. And then maybe as they are walking into the courthouse, maybe we just see Tom Holland swing across the screen in the Spider-Man outfit. I'm not sure exactly, but somehow I would like the Marvel Cinematic Universe to cross over with the Salt Lake City women. I'd like for Lisa Barlow to be in the Avengers. <laughs> I'd like her to be part of the Avengers, is what I'm trying to say. Put uh, Heather Gay in Venom 3. That's what I want. So Heather then, she storms off and she cries behind the, bo- uh, behind the door of a bathroom. She says, I don't want to be on the plane with Mary. She's not interested. So then Heather and Whitney, they decide to take a Delta flight. They're not going to ride on the stripper bus to the private plane, which is what Meredith had set up, which I'm also kind of fascinated by the fact that they're not all riding that stripper bus back to Salt Lake City. Now they got a private plane and they said Meredith set it up, but it must have been production. What are the logistics of like, why did production say it's okay to not have them ride back on the stripper bus? What were those logistics? By the way, this episode was so good and we didn't even have Jen Shah in there. None of the Jen Shah stuff was happening. It's like... uh, an embarrassment of riches. So then, yeah, Heather and Whitney decide to go on their Delta flight. Jenny tells Mary that everyone was talking about her ripping off the church. I like that Jenny's stepping up and finally giving us some information. Mary says, she gives a line, you guys, a line reading. We got to talk about this. Okay, Mary's line reading. She says, I believe in God, rescue, deliverance. I believe in it all. That was like a line reading for the ages. That was poetry or something. I don't know. Aaron Sorkin wishes he could write a line like that. He says, I believe in God, rescue, deliverance. I believe in it all. Little girl. Little girl. Little girl. Little girl. I mean, that Mary, I don't, she's acting her way out of this show. She is acting circles around Casita and Hip over on Real House of Orange County, and they got to pretend that they're friends with Shannon Bador. Storms. Uh, okay, so then 
Mary says, I don't need to rip anyone off. I was born into money. I was given it. Then she called Heather chubby, and I did not care for that. Mary, that is not okay. Heather's beautiful and perfect as she is. And Mary, you need to cool it. That is not appropriate. As someone who's called chubby multiple times in their youth, it's not okay to hear that. And I was pissed. And not only that, Mary also said, "What? She, let me see my notes. She, I wrote it down. She said some awful thing. She said something about Jen being a thug, and she used some inappropriate language that I just thought was a disgusting way to describe anything. And I was like, Mary, what an awful thing. And if this is what you're saying on camera, what are you saying off camera? Because anyone who's in front of the camera is going to be cognizant of what's coming out of their mouth, even a reality TV star, maybe especially a reality TV star. And Mary is just saying the awfulest things. And it's like, it's impossible really to defend Mary when she's saying things like that. And I'm curious to see when the reunion comes, how these women are going to try to figure out how to, uh, how to defend Mary. Is Meredith going to try to defend Mary? I'm not sure. But uh, Mary does say, I'm not God. I worship the God in me and he's in me. And she's saying, she's delivering all these really heady lines. And Lisa just responded with, and I feel that. And I feel that. And I feel that. <laughs> I love Lisa. Well, you need to think of a good nickname for Fresh Wolf Lisa Barlow. I don't want to call her Fresh Wolf because that's her son's shampoo brand. But maybe Vita, Vita Tequila. We got to think of a word. I don't know, a branding word for Lisa Barlow because I love her. And I feel that. I, I love that, and I feel that. <laughs> Mary says all these horrible things. Then Mary says to Heather, I want my purse back. She says to Heather, you're weird. You're weird. Little girl. Little girl. Then they get back on that stripper bus. And Weather goes on the Delta while the other women go private. And Lisa says, if they would have just sat there for five minutes, they wouldn't be flying commercial and taking their shoes off for security. <laughs> it's so good. And that's how the episode ends with Lisa. They wouldn't have to take their shoes off for security. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. And that's the end. And then we get that mid-season trailer. We see Jen attacking someone. They get a tropical vacation. I'm so excited to see these women in a tropical place. Honestly, I feel good that they're going somewhere tropical because as much as I love the snowy decor of the Real House of Salt Lake City, I also want to see them somewhere sunny. And so we get to see it. Then Lisa, Lisa does the splits like she's Kyle the Splits Richards. Maybe that's what you need to call her, Lisa the Splits Barlow, because she did the splits. I saw it in the preview and then she's like, oh, that hurt. And then Mary says to Jen, oh, this was my favorite part. She says that, I pray to God that you're guilty. And then she catches herself and she's like, I mean, innocent. I pray to God you're guilty. You're innocent. I am innocent. (laughs) I pray to God you're guilty. I I mean, innocent. And I think she is praying to God that she's guilty. We get Mary versus Lisa. Lisa versus Meredith. Jen's man. Mary versus Jenny. Jenny seems to break something as she's chasing after. And then Meredith's giving us good line readings. And My father died. What are you not comprehending about that then the whole trailer ends with of course meredith yellen i'll talk about who everybody dated that nobody knows about i'll talk about who everybody dated that nobody knows about i need to know who that was because i don't know i didn't know i didn't know oh you guys i'm sorry i had a lot of caffeine today i should be somebody needs to take this microphone away from me sometimes i mean this whole recording i feel like somebody should have stepped in some of you i might have annoyed some of you because i feel like 
I was just so excited to get behind the microphone. I think having that one little week off for Thanksgiving reinvigorated me, or maybe it's because the ulcers are good. I'm not sure what happened, but I feel an energy like I haven't felt in years. And uh, somebody needs to come take the microwave because I'm having too much fun recapping these shows. When they're good, they're good. And, you know, a lot of you reach out to me, you say, why'd you stop recapping Vanderpump Rules or what are the other shows? And I try to go where my heart leads me because if I'm recapping a show I don't like, then I feel like it's, we're not having no fun. And so if I was sitting here recapping Vanderpump Rules, you guys, I don't think I'd be having very much fun. But here on Salt Lake City in Orange County, I'm just having a gay old motherfucking time. And so uh, I'm just happy you're all joining me. And I'm sorry that I'm unhinged behind the mic. But I love you all so much for listening. Again, go to everythingiconic.store for holiday gifts. Got great stuff. All the links are in the episode description below. Uh, I got some great interviews up on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. And you can view all those. I did one with the stars of Single All the Way on Netflix. And that movie is super cute if you're looking for a holiday film. And my co-host Jenna and I will be recapping that on our holiday podcast, which is called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. So if you don't have enough, if if you don't feel like you get enough fill of me, which I feel like you all do, you guys get enough of me. The holiday season, I got two podcasts. You guys, I'm exhausting. Too much. Uh, too much Danny. And honestly, the holiday podcast is really fun, but we, we don't uh, always stick to the script of the movies that we cover. And so sometimes we take uh, quite a few detours and tangents. And specifically, we were in a lot of heat this past week over the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer episode. So it was very controversial. A lot of people reached out and said it was too R-rated. And the podcast is listed as explicit, the holiday podcast, but... Uh, still, it was very controversial. You know, people did not love our thoughts on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So, my apologies, but also, uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. I love you all so much for listening. Shall we do our little cheesy cool down? I think we need to all take a minute. And I hope you're all having a good time as you do your holiday shopping, your baking. It's a stressful time of year, so I hope you're taking a moment to sit back and enjoy the twinkle lights and the music and all of it, because it's a lot. And I think... Oftentimes we're going, 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 and we're not enjoying the season around us. And so I certainly am not as I'm moving. We don't even have our holiday stuff. We got a little area that's decorated, but we got these moving boxes everywhere. It's a true nightmare. And I'm not looking forward to the move. We're going to be doing it over Christmas. Uh, I think we're taking a holiday break from everything iconic for a week or something over the holiday because I don't know how I'm going to get through it with the move and all this stuff going on, but um, moving's a nightmare. And then I'm going to have to decorate. We're going to decorate a whole new place and it's going to be a lot, but um, we're going to make it through. And I'm reminding myself and you guys to sit back and enjoy the holiday a little bit. So let's take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in, hold it. Breathe out. Love you all so much for listening. Uh, Stay safe, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.